For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hello everyone, this is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Bay Area Podcast and Believe Podcast. Now we're the Bay Area's number one sports podcast. Now we're the only place that show up for a team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in Perfect Directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And you can find me personally at Reichel Radio on Twitter. On this week's show, we'll be talking about the San Francisco 49ers upcoming Week 16 matchup on Saturday afternoon against the Arizona Cardinals from betting perspective. Before we do all that, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsors. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be able to be at the game this year, but you can still have a lot of action at Bet Online. I know personally I'm going to be a bit upset that I can't visit any of the actual stadiums in itself for the next couple of months because of COVID, but I will be looking forward to watching games. There's nothing more exciting than watching games while you have money on and hopefully uh, you can make some money here at Bet Online based on the game spreads, team totals, player props, and even coaching props. Bet Online is everything, and they have a ton of options alongside an online casino, so action never stops. So once again, head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Van Barrier Podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. Now, before we went on break, we gave a quick preview as to what we're going to be talking about on today's show. So without further ado, we're going to dive right in and talk about the Week 16 matchup between the Cardinals and the 49ers. Before we do all that, we're going to have a quick recap of what happened last week for both teams. We're going to start out with the road team in this one in the San Francisco 49ers. They ended up suffering another pretty painful loss against the Dallas Cowboys on the road. They ended up scoring 33 points, partially because of a Hail Mary at the end of the game, which meant absolutely nothing besides padding some stats. But at the end of the day, the 49ers just simply put kept turning the ball over offensively. Mullins was awful once again. I keep being shocked that Shannon keeps throwing him back out there. He was 21 of 36 for 219 yards with two passing touchdowns and two interceptions. Also had some issues with regard to holding onto the ball. He had a fumble lost in that game, joined by Richie James, the wide receiver. So San Francisco ended up having four turnovers, which was the main reason why this game got out of hand. Plus, you had no inside kick return for a touchdown by Dallas. So a couple of miscues on special teams and on just offensive ball execution were the main reasons why the Cowboys scored 41 points. But looking at the 49ers team, you ended up having Beathard who came in, who threw for 100 yards and a touchdown late in the fourth, but that was mostly because of the Hail Mary at the end, which definitely helped pad his numbers. You had Raheem Mostert lead the way on the ground with 14 carries for 68 yards before he got injured in that game and had to leave early. Jeff Wilson ended up taking over as the primary ball handler, and he ended up having 16 carries for 60 yards and one touchdown. Tevin Coleman got a couple of touches late in the fourth once the game was out of reach, three carries for 11 yards. Nobody else really did anything. But looking at the receiving core, 
Like Kendrick Bourne, who ended up having four receptions for 89, 86 yards. Once again, that was a Hail Mary at the end, so he really did nothing for the entire game. Brendan Ayo continues his solid stretch here as he ended up having nine receptions for 73 yards and one touchdown. Cowboys couldn't really cover him. He was the recipient of that little bit, touch pass forward on that fourth down conversion for a touchdown, and Ayo has continued to look like a very, very solid rookie receiver who should end up becoming a key piece in this in this offense for many years to come. Uh, Richie James had four receptions and 50, for 56 yards, along with the fumble that I already talked about. And other than that, though, nobody else really did anything. So looking at the defense in this spot, really, I'd say, didn't do much. Ended up having uh, two sacks for 17 yards, four zero turnovers. They ended up pretty much forcing Andy Dalton to a mediocre afternoon. He had a QBR of 40.4. He went 19-33 for 209 yards. Uh, pretty efficient but didn't really do anything to make or break the team. Truth is, the Cowboys kind of just relaxed and let the 49ers self-destruct every time on offense, and they took over in plus territory a decent portion of the time. But the defense gave up 41 points. Was it all their fault? No. You had a couple of, I'd say, uh, plays that they weren't exactly accountable for, which ended up resulting in the lopsided score. I already talked about the kick return touchdown, a couple really bad interceptions, stuff like that. But the defense itself, they gave up 41 points on the stat sheet, but once again, stats are misleading because the Cowboys only had 15 first downs. They also had less than 300 total yards of offense. So I can't really roast the defense that much for their performance, despite the final score. They had an issue stopping the run, though, as Tony Pollard had 12 carries for 69 yards and two touchdowns. He was very solid. Cowboys, even though Ezekiel Elliott was out, ended up averaging four yards per carry. So that's definitely something that could improve in the future. But the receiving core on Dallas, CeeDee Lamb had a good game. Five receptions for 85 yards. Tony Pollard, a great game out of the backfield. Six receptions for 63 yards. And Michael Gallup and Dalton Schultz both had touchdowns with less than 30 yards receiving. So, for the most part, the Cowboys' main weapon was Tony Pollard, who had over 130 total yards of offense with two touchdowns. So, he was kind of the main catalyst for that team. But it also hurts when the when San Francisco is unable to force a turnover and only gets two sacks. So, the defense was fine. Held its own, but at the end of the day, the offense just simply put, couldn't do anything and even resulted in some negative opportunities for them and their defense because they put the defense into some pretty bad spots with allowing Dallas to take over in plus territory. But now looking at Arizona, definitely a lot more optimistic as the 49ers are currently 5-9 and nine and have basically wrapped up last place. They have wrapped up last place in the division, whereas Arizona is 8-6 and six and they are still clinging to a wildcard spot in the NFC. They also are entering this game in a pretty solid note as they ended up winning each of their last two games. They beat Philadelphia at home 33-26. to Meanwhile, the 49ers have lost each of their last three games, so these teams have definitely been heading in opposite directions. But looking at Arizona, they ended up winning a pretty entertaining game against Philly uh, last week. It was the Jalen Hurts show. He ended up stealing all the headlines as he ended up having 338 passing yards with three uh, passing touchdowns and one rushing touchdown along with 63 rushing yards. So Hertz was a man possessed in that game, which is definitely an issue for Arizona moving forward because if you're letting a guy making a second career start torch you through the air, then that could be an issue. But at the end of the day, Hertz also possesses a ton of mobility, something that the 49ers quarterbacks do not exactly have. So that might be another dimension that would hurt Arizona against other opponents, but not exactly against the 49ers on Saturday. But looking at the rest of the Eagles offense here, the ground game was fine. Uh, Sanders had 17 carries for 64 yards, didn't really do much. And the receiving, uh, pretty well balanced, actually. Uh, if you look at how the Eagles ended up performing, they had a ton of players who had at least two receptions and who had at least 26 receiving yards. So they really had a lot of people. I believe it was seven who had over 26 receiving yards. So 
pretty solid job there. Uh, and the one one of the only ones who did not get to 26 yards was Greg Ward, who had 15 yards, but he also had two touchdowns. So Philly did a good job of spreading the wealth. Uh, maybe something that Arizona has struggled with in terms of just really taking anybody out of the game because it seemed like Philly was just having wide open guys open all afternoon. So maybe Ayuk and James and company can find some openings in this defense. But switching gears, talking about Arizona, uh, in addition to all of the success that the Eagles had through the air, they also got sacked six times. So Arizona forced six sacks there, did a really good job getting after Hurts on some occasions, especially late in the game when Philly was trying to go for some desperation conversions to tie the game up late in the fourth. But Arizona's defense held on two separate occasions in plus territory, and they ended up getting the win. But switching gears, talking about Arizona, you had Kyler Murray, who was fantastic once again uh, in the game last week. He ended up going 27 for 36 for 406 passing yards, three touchdowns, one pick. Also was only sacked one time. So he did a pretty good job in terms of balls, of just avoiding the pass rush, throwing it away, being smart with it. On uh, Arizona's ground game, struggled once again. They've had some issues all season long. Chase Edmonds and Kenyon Drake basically had a split uh, 21 combined touches between the two of them, one with 10, one with 11, and both of them really didn't do anything. But the team as a whole had 30 carries for 103 yards, which is equivalent to 3.4 yards per carry, and one rushing touchdown, which was courtesy of Kyler Murray. So Murray had four touchdowns in total. And he really just had a very solid game overall. But looking at Arizona's receiving core, of course, the main weapon is DeAndre Hopkins, who was unstoppable against Arizona in that game, uh, or for Arizona in that game. He had nine receptions for 169 yards and one touchdown. He's a man possessed, and based on how San Francisco has struggled in recent weeks against some top-tier receivers, first name to mind, I think it's Stephon Diggs, who had a pretty solid afternoon, or evening, I should say, against the 49ers a couple weeks ago. I think Hopkins will be a serious problem for the 49ers secondary, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Hopkins have another big game on Saturday. But looking at the rest of the receiving core, Alaire Fitzgerald ended up having a touchdown, which I believe was his first touchdown of the season. So props to Larry Fitz for getting on the scoreboard and for making a very tough touchdown catch. Nice to see him still contributing, despite the fact that he's been around for basically an attorney. But everyone else... Kind of quiet. You had Arnold, who's kind of emerged as a pretty solid tight end here with 54 yards. Max Williams had one catcher for 42. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson had two for 38. Christian Kirk, another quiet afternoon, as he ended up having uh, three receptions for 33 yards. And Chase Edmonds ended up having three catches for 19 yards and one touchdown. So Edmonds definitely was the better back, uh, and I would expect him to get more touches moving forward because Kenyon Drake has really just struggled all year long. He might have had one or two good weeks, but for the most part, Drake, as a starting running back, does have nine touchdowns, and he might end up with fringe 1,000-yard numbers, but last couple of weeks, he really has just not done much. He has had less than 50 yards rushing in three of his last five games, really just not getting it done. But he has done a pretty good job of finding the end zone, so perhaps that is, I guess, a trade-off you make between yards and for touchdowns. But either way, uh, Arizona's team definitely has looked solid besides the defense, which let Hurts have way too many open receivers in the... Uh, just all over the field, basically, to be honest. But looking at everything else, the turnovers were a bit of an issue for Arizona, even though they ended up winning the game by 7. They did lose the turnover battle 3 nothing, So they didn't force any turnovers, but they committed 3. But it also helps when you have over 100 more total yards of offense. So it all balanced itself out. Also at 26 first downs, which was equivalent to Philly. But still, anytime you can move the chains like that with a quarterback as dangerous as Murray, you should be able to put up a ton of points. But now looking at the spread and the total for this matchup, Currently, have Arizona favored 
have seen a little bit of movement towards Arizona here. I'd originally open up at around three or four, depending on where you shop, where you have lines at or where you shopped around. And now it's mostly up to minus five. You can still find a couple of minus fours around with slight juice to Zona. But for the most part, for the sake of this video, I will cap it at five. And for the over-under, it opened up at 50. Now it's currently down to around 49, 48 and a half. But for the most part, I'd say around 49. So talking about what I think is going to happen in this game, I like Arizona to get the job done, and I also like the under. Simply put, San Francisco's offense has just been a disaster, and I know that they ended up putting up a very, I'd say, respectable performance last week because they ended up having 33 points. You also had a Hail Mary involved, so you take that out of the equation, they ended up with 27, which is still better than they've been doing over the last couple of weeks because San Francisco's offense really has been struggling against pretty much every team they've played. They have had a pretty tough schedule as of late if you just go through who they've played in order. You played the Seahawks, the Packers, the Saints, the Rams, the Bills, Washington, and the Cowboys. And the Cowboys, of course, are the weakest link in that group. But every other team that they played before that, uh, out of the list I just mentioned, is a playoff team right now. So it's really been a tough schedule, and that doesn't change with a matchup on the road against the Cardinals. Even though it's, I guess, a road game, but San Francisco's been playing home games in Arizona's home stadium. So... I don't really know what you want to call it, but it's still technically a road game. But looking at San Francisco's offense in those games against the Packers, they only scored 17. Against the Saints, only scored 13. Against the Rams, scored 23. Bills scored 24. Washington scored 15. Then the Cowboys are the 33. But if you take the Cowboys game out of the equation, this offense has had serious problems, and they simply have struggled to score more than 24 points in a game. And I think that will be a huge issue for the total. So that is why I'm leaning to the under, because I do think that San Francisco's defense seems to usually do pretty well against Kyler Murray. They do a pretty good job game planning for him. And I think that even though Murray should have a pretty decent afternoon, I don't think he's going to put up the 400 passing yards, etc., that he put up against Philly last week. So I think that San Francisco's defense, which has played better as of late, will continue to play well, and I simply think that San Francisco's offense will struggle even more now that you have the injuries that I'm about to get to. I know some of you were waiting for me to talk about it, and now I'll finally do so. You have, of course, Debo Samuel has been out for the year, as he ended up getting injured a couple weeks ago, and he's officially done. You also have Nick Mullins, who is now out for the year. They're going to be using C.J. Beathard as starting quarterback. I don't like to wish injuries upon players. Uh, so I don't want to say anything I say negative about Mullen as a result of him not being a, the starter anymore. But I do believe that Bethard, worst case scenario, is going to be a replica of Mullins with a little bit more upside. Uh, Mullins, just simply put, before the injury, wasn't really getting it done. So now you have a new face back there. Maybe he can provide a bit of a spark. That remains to be seen. And you also have Raheem Mostert, who got injured in the middle of last week's game, and he is officially out for the year. So now you have Jeff Wilson and Tevin Coleman pretty much splitting all the touches. I do think Wilson will get the majority, probably around 60 to 70%. And then you might have some third down pass catching situations for McKissick. Or no, sorry, not McKissick, for Jarrett McKinnon. Sorry about that. But other than that, though, the offense, now that you have a lot of new pieces involved, I think they should struggle. And I think Arizona's defense, which has been good to get after the which has been good at getting after the passer, should do a pretty good job getting after Bethard, who in his career has a winning record has a record of one and nine. So yeah, he's been in ten career games as a starter. He's one and nine. Not exactly ideal, but he has looked pretty solid in garbage time in several games. The Philly game on Sunday night's an example. You also have the Seattle game as another example, and even the Cowboys game last week. So maybe he can do something, but for the sake of my thoughts on this game. San Francisco has officially been eliminated from the playoffs, so they have nothing to play for. Having said that, they activated George Kittle, so I guess they want to play spoiler for Arizona, but the game doesn't mean anything, so I don't really know why you want to bring Kittle back. It seems like it's just a good decision to just let him rest 
and just try to regroup next year when you get Garoppolo. If you decide to use him again as your starter, you get Bosa back, D Ford back, pretty much all the key pieces on your defensive line and even some of your offensive pieces. I feel like it's just a better move to probably wait till next year and don't really rush Kittle to come back. But I'm not, I don't have any decisions uh, for the team. So, uh, uh, so Kittle's going to come back, which is a plus. But at the end of the day, San Francisco is nothing to play for. Meanwhile, Arizona's in must-win territory. I think Arizona will get it done. And this game will be close to the total in the spread, but I think Arizona will probably win by the score of 27-20. I think Bethard will take a little bit of time in order for him to fully find a groove or a rhythm. I think that Arizona's pass rush is extremely underrated, and I do think that with Ayuk on Patrick Peterson, I know Peterson has lost a step or two at this stage in his career. Still an above-average not, I wouldn't say an elite corner, but he's still an above-average corner. I think that if he can do a pretty good job of neutralizing Ayuk, I think that Severinsko will have some problems. But I think Murray should find a way to extend drives on the ground. I think that he will do a pretty good job with Kingsbury to move the chains. And I think at the end of the day, Hopkins is just unguardable for this defense. So for that reason, I like Arizona minus the five. I like Arizona minus the five, and I also like the under forty-nine. And overall, those are my thoughts on the Week 16 matchup here for San Francisco. I know that it's kind of a shame that after being the runner-ups in the Super Bowl last year, now they um, aren't going to make the playoffs and finish in the last place. But they can regroup, potentially, you know, make some acquisitions during the offseason, and maybe they might show signs of life down the stretch, which might hurt their draft position, but also might help them, I'd say, find some positives or some light at the end of the tunnel to carry over into next year. Other than that, that's been an installment of the of the Betting Berry Podcast here in the Blue Podcast Network, and good luck to all of you and your respective best today. Bye, everyone. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.